1: Girls Talk, Boys Talk, our Thursday edition, an hour early today uh, for Christy Scales, Aisha Morris, and Jess Navarez is here here at the beautiful Star in Frisco at the SWBC Podcast Studio. Ladies, uh, the week continues on, the page is officially turned, and the Dallas Cowboys continue to prepare for the New England Patriots on Sunday. We had uh, another locker room day today. We heard from Dak and uh, he had a lot of really good nuggets that we'll get into. Uh, we have not received the practice or injury report just yet, so if we do during the show, i will make sure to uh, announce that. But what we did see was uh, Tyler Biotish and Zach Martin were back in, um dressed out for practice. They were participating in stretches and individual drills when media was allotted to be out in practice. Tyron Smith was not spotted during that time as well. Christy, anything else you noticed during practice worth a little mention here on the podcast as we kick things off?
0: No, I think that's the main thing. And then uh, you mentioned the locker room portion. We literally just walked down the hall and they literally just finished the locker room session. And so Zach Martin did say, you know, he was able to take part in part of practice today. He's hopeful to uh, be able to play Sunday, you know, couldn't be fully committal. Other than you know he he wants to play and says he's doing everything to be able to uh, be back in time and and it was interesting to hear uh, Dak Prescott talk about how well he thought uh, Brock Kaufman played at center last yes. week stepping mm-hmm. in for Tyler Biotish uh, we didn't get to unless Tyler spoke while Dak was speaking um, we didn't hear from Tyler Biotish today
1: yeah so. Um did he come out towards closed. the end well it was okay. closed okay after everybody walked out to go to Dax it was closed so I don't think anybody got to talk to him I did okay. see him yeah uh, in yeah the he, w- room. he was out
0: on the field for uh yeah. in uniform but how yep. much he took part we're we unsure but we would assume that right. Hoffman took uh Majority. many if not yes sure. most of the snaps
1: um yeah we did see him in the locker room today Aisha um Continuing into all things offense, I saw you catching up with some of the O-line guys today. Mm-hmm. What are some good nuggets that you can share with us?
2: Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to touch base with them uh, going up against this 3-4 defense. Uh, in the NFL now, you it's not that you don't see. You see a lot of hybrid defenses, but to see a straight-up 3-4 defense is not even from their recollection, is not the norm anymore. So I wanted to touch base with them on, you know, just how different that is when you're going up against a 3-4 as opposed to, you know, because the thing about a 3-4 is that the linebackers are either rushers or they drop into coverage. And so um, talking to Zach Martin and to Tyler Smith, they were just talking about just how the communication has to be on point on point and they also you know gave a lot of credit to their coaching staff preparing them looking at tendencies looking at having them in the right you know in the right um position in the right place and so it's just something that I was curious about and it's also sounds like I even asked Dak yesterday about the three four and just how you know different it is and he uh, mentioned to me that a lot of his work happens post snap And a lot Mm -hmm. of what – and talking to the offensive linemen today, it sounds like their job is Mm pre-snap. And so it's just kind of how it's a – you know, it's a well-oiled machine. And um, when you talk about the offensive line, again, you you mentioned a Hoffman. Dak mentioned the communication was good. We got the practice report. We did. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay.
1: So today our official practice report just coming in right now from Cowboys PR – Tyler Biotish was limited. Chuma Doga was limited. CD Lamb was full. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, full as expected. Zach Martin was limited. Running back Tony Pollard, limited with a rest day. So his name's popping up again, the rest day that we talked about yesterday. And Tyron Smith did not participate yeah. once again.
0: So if uh, Chuma's limited and Tyron is not out there, then that would mean that awesome. the rookie Awesome Richards is getting awesome. extra work at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but but your point your point and, and – after talking with Tyler Smith and talking sure. uh, talked a little bit with Zach Martin after the rest of the media finished, mm-hmm. and I said, um, "You know, do do we media and you know observers give too much credit to you know Bill Belichick? Is it more reputation or does he really change up as much stuff as we think he he does? Mm-hmm. Is there more to it playing um, a Bill Belichick defense?" He says, "The thing that changes most week to week." is the blitz package. So, you know, it's not going to be the same week to week. This is the fourth game. It could be the fourth different thing that he he does. Obviously, Belichick is uh, tailoring things week to week to the opponent. So the Cowboys are going to see something um, blitz-wise that he probably hasn't shown through the first three games. Uh, But he also said that even within the game – There's just seems to be a little more mental gymnastics that have to take place among the offensive linemen because, um, you know, a safety may walk up and be like along the line on the edge, you know, Mm -hmm. along the line, like a fifth guy along the line. And so you're you know, having to adjust to that. And then the next play, it may not be a safety, but a different guy walking up. And so the main thing is the communication. Yeah. It's obviously important every play of every game, but specifically going against a, a Bill Belichick defense where they're trying to throw so many different things at you and things that uh, you likely have not seen uh, on tape that week.
1: I also want to say I touched base with Austin Richards today. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that I really enjoy talking to in the locker room. What he's- a great guy. Such a good guy. Um, I asked him, you know, where were you seeing some snaps today? How are you feeling? He said, I feel good. I feel good. I feel great. Um, And he's just kind of a very uh, mellow guy usually when you talk to him. But when I asked him how he was feeling, I feel good. He was really excited to tell me he felt good. He told me he took left tackle snaps and then uh, left guard as well. So he said they were kind of working a little bit everywhere. He said, I'm versatile, though, and that's nothing new when I am taking those snaps. So it's nothing just exclusive to this week, he said. Usually that's where my snaps go during practice uh, when I'm getting you know multiple snaps and so he did make sure to mention that um, other than that said he's feeling good if he has to go um, but the usual response from players is you know if I have to go my opportunities there but I hate you know why it has to come that way because it's at the expense of my teammates injury right so uh, nothing's official yet but again that practice report just coming out Kind of giving you a little good indication to how things are going uh for these guys this week, yeah, they've
2: practiced hard this week too, just talking to some of the guys like they 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 look tired after practice they've they've definitely talking to them they've they've been going uh full speed at it, trying to get you know trying to pick up the tempo and stuff for this upcoming game, you know, and and respond. And so, yeah, talking to the guys, it sounds like they've practiced hard this week and they're going to try to apply that to the game. And it's hot. They've been practicing outdoors.
0: (laughs) It's hot. It's in the, for those that aren't in the North Texas area, it's been in the upper nineties this Mm -hmm. week. And so, um, yeah, they, they try and practice outdoors As much as they can, well into the season and even into November and December, because there are three practice fields here at the STAR. Two are outside, one is inside. Only one of those fields, one of the two outdoors, is a grass field. Mm -hmm. So even though they'll use both fields outside, like some of the uh, rehab stuff will take place on the Mm -hmm. other, but uh, the majority of the drills, especially when you get to seven on seven, nine on seven, the teamwork, they try and do that on the grass.
1: Absolutely. And I think a big uh, word that's come up this this week is continuity and what I think what was very very interesting in you know popping out of the Cowboys bubble uh, for a little bit to do re- research on the Patriots you really do realize that uh, a banged up O-line is not something that just the Cowboys are struggling with right now the Patriots have struggled to have a healthy offensive starting line for the last two weeks uh, as well right so it's not necessarily anybody playing on level ground here there's there's injuries across the league and I thought that that was very important to note Christy we were talking about that a little bit this morning and you were like yeah yeah you know absolutely they forget
0: they lost their left guard during the yeah. game last week, yeah. and so not only injuries coming in, but happening to them during the course of the game, so they're having to make the same adjustments we mentioned yesterday, uh, the changes that, they, you know, they uh, have had injury concerns there at cornerback. Um, yeah. Luckily, they've had Christian, for their sake, Christian Gonzalez, you know, been able to play those games, but yeah, so we just kind of become myopic, not just as right. media members, but even Cowboy fans, yeah. uh, where I think it's just happen into your team but this is a league-wide deal and
1: in that sense too uh the Patriots practice report also uh came in and Sidey so is that he said city so. city so yeah yeah, yeah. um Straft he guy. is limited he was limited today with a concussion and that was the same thing from wednesday cole strange guard dealing with a knee injury he's yeah. a very key player he's the uh, one that had delayed the, the, the game to their mm-hmm. left guard very key mm-hmm. player um limited as well for thursday and then also into wednesday uh jonathan jones you were talking about cornerbacks christy he's dealing with an ankle injury he was also limited wednesday and thursday and then a couple D line guys for them again, knee ankle injuries limited. Yeah. And they had to
0: put one on IR earlier this week, exactly. so they're they're kind of light at D line. So
1: yeah, and so they're also dealing with, you know, an offensive line that isn't necessarily their starting line potentially this week. So it goes both ways for the Cowboys and the Patriots this week which I just thought was important to know
2: oh yeah and uh when you talk about low the right tackle I mean he's given up 11 pressures already this season uh, um I think there's some favorable matchups for this defensive line to get after it and to you know to kind of turn the tide after what happened last week I'm so glad that you guys mentioned uh, well, you ladies rather that you mentioned the O-line troubles and how it's not just universal to the Cowboys yeah Yeah, man, like I I do think sometimes, you know, we get caught up in just what's happening here and you look across the league, man. Last week, even though the offense wasn't as efficient as you wanted to be in the red zone, I'll say it once, I said it once, I'll say it again. It's just, it was very impressive the way they were able to move the ball with... I mean, like, what is uh, over a quarter of your mm-hmm. offensive line being guys that didn't even get starting team reps during the week? That's a luxury. There mm-hmm. are teams looking around right now and kicking themselves about TJ Bass. Like, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, this is, you know, this is a thing. So, and we talk, we talk about second year jumps. Hoffman is the second year, he's having a yeah. fantastic second year jump. And I just, I, I think it was important. I'm glad Dak recognized him today about, you know, talking about this offensive line.
1: Absolutely. And um, let's take our first break. When we come back, let's get a little bit into defense and special teams uh, for today. Why special teams could be a really key factor for this game. Christy has some good nuggets there. Aisha has some good stuff on the defense. So stay with us. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And we will be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled to perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers.
0: Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger.
1: talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys cowboys win starts before kickoff with winning pregame festivities grab all you need to have a winning cowboys tailgate all season long at the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com a fanatics experience christy is a cheater ladies and gentlemen I, well is no 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 i no, had to no. come out the gates with that she took a sip of her dr pepper while we were on commercial break and then did not put a quarter in uh, the jar. No,
0: it's my understanding that it's only when we're on the air. The other thing is I had a special group today for, for lunch experience. I was hosting our friends from Keurig Dr. Pepper. Love that. So You're I, I don't... just
1: being a good friend.
0: Fine. Okay. Whatever. Let her live her there life. There we go. Nah, there we go. It's while there we we're in this room. It there applies. It's when okay. we walk gotcha. in the door. There gotcha. we go. Gotcha. Glad to do it.
1: <laughs> it's for a good cause. Um, all right. So... Let's start with special teams, because Christy, this is something you've wanted to talk about since yesterday, and the way you are able to find little nuggets just will forever amaze me uh, how much we can learn from you. Tell us about special teams, specifically on the Patriots side of things, and why it's a little intriguing for this game compared to others.
0: Well, they, it's such a commitment of resources, and and NFL fans know that Matthew Slater, who is the longtime Patriots coverage guy, special teams ace, the C.J. Goodwin, as it were, <laughs> of uh, the Patriots and... Um, I think when Slater finally hangs it up, he he would get some Hall of Fame consideration just because of how awesome he is at what he does. But... Uh, Bill Belichick, before he became the uh, defensive backs coach and later defensive coordinator and then one of the great defensive minds uh, of all time and still calling uh, stuff as a a head coach, he actually began his NFL career in special teams. So he understands the importance of it. So important that this year the uh, New England Patriots used their fourth and sixth round picks on kicker and punter, respectively, and so in a in a league where the margin of error is so thin, where. Um, it, over 20, where 26% of games are decided by three points or less, where field position is so important, and having a good punter can flip the field, the the Patriots don't just talk about the importance of special teams; they commit their resources to it. So, Chad Ryland, uh, he's their fourth round pick out of Maryland, um, you know, just having a, a good rookie year. Even though they did have a, a field goal blocked back in week two. I'm sorry that they he didn't have one blocked. They had a really good play uh, where Schooler came in and, and blocked a field goal, so that was a plus for uh, the Patriots. But then Bryce Beringer, he's he's the punter in the sixth round, and he's a he's a really interesting story, but. Talking to C.J. Goodwin, talking with Juanie Thomas from Cowboy Special Teams, they know that this is going to be hugely, hugely important this week. And it's a challenge every week in the NFL, but especially going against the, the Patriots.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned I, we talked about some of the things we noticed in practice this week. I I personally feel like special teams intensity has been high this week and just feeling their energy um, from the sidelines, that's one of the few things that we get to do we do get to see during practice because they're practicing mm-hmm. you know they're starting practice, but their intensity and just kind of i think I think we can see bones do some things this game i would I would love oh, yeah. to see how this the kind of the chess match between you know the two special teams um, coaches or coordinators rather I think that you're right Christy I do think that's going to be a pivotal part of this game coming up
0: yeah and back in week two when they when they got that uh, block it was really interesting because uh, Slater is is the big star he's the longtime veteran but this young guy watch number 41 on special teams for the Patriots and they did something really interesting in week two where they had him kind of it would be sort of like halfway out towards wide receiver kind of like from the slot Mm -hmm. and he came along the line of scrimmage parallel and he timed it so that as soon as the ball was snapped he got a running start so instead of lining up off the edge from outside and trying to come around and get a block he came from outside timed it got a running start, was able to fly back there, lay out, and get the block. So it was something that John Fossil said that he had not seen before. Um, How do you defend that? Maybe you kind of change up the count a little bit, see if you can can draw them off sides. Or you
2: you counter them and... He'd be fake Yeah, you know, you, yeah, like, see, yeah, because you're vacant. But, but, but,
0: but there is one story I want to mention because um, the sixth-round pick, the rookie punter, uh, Bryce has a really – this is a nugget from Patriots PR. So um, he was drafted out of Michigan State, but he didn't begin his college career there. He was a walk-on at Illinois, but then transfers to, to Michigan State except that um, – uh, He uh, didn't they did not have a walk on spot available to him in 2019. So after a year serving as the team's photographer to maintain access to the facilities to train, he did an open tryout when a new staff came into michigan state and then ended up getting the thing and finishing his career there but that's commitment you leave one school to go to another there's not a spot open for you but you take a job as the team photographer so that you can get in and have access to the weight room and you know do all of your training in that and so that's the first time i've ever read a story i mean you you get some cool stories about the guy's journey to the nfl but i would never seen one like that
1: absolutely and uh, i Touch base with Cavante Turpin yesterday? Mm. Yes. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking of was today. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was yesterday. Um, my days are starting to blend together, guys. I don't know what day it is anymore. Um, <laughs> and so I talked to Cavante Wednesday, and I asked him, I said, so you can take it back? He said, they're not going to kick to me. And then we, we were laughing about it and talking, um, but he also, uh, when... When I asked him, you know, about maybe ball distribution and all of that part of the offense, of you know, is it really figured out yet? He said that there was some really special packages for him that mm-hmm. they just had, they kind of diverted from mm-hmm. in, in this last game. Um, and you heard Mike McCarthy allude to that with Deuce Vaughn, but I think it was very interesting to see in the case with Camontae Turpin as well. So uh, he could be a really good. Um, guy to keep an eye on. Aisha also gave me a little tip here on her phone. Uh, Christy, this is uh, just coming in 30 seconds ago. Okay. Nick Harris. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys have waived linebacker Devin Harper. Um, So... This is uh, a little bit interesting. Well, uh,
0: you see, here's the thing. If Brock Hoffman needs to play this week, mm-hmm. if Tyler Biotish remains limited or if there's any question about whether he can get through a game, if you want Hoffman to be available to play this weekend, remember that Brock has been on the practice squad and he has been a practice mm-hmm. squad elevation. They've time. already used him yeah. for three games. So if you want Brock Hoffman, you can keep him on your practice squad, but if you want ele- if you want him to be available on games, game day you can't elevate them from the practice squad anymore so you need to sign them to your 53 man roster mm. and so uh all 53 spots have been taken and now there is a spot open so i'm not saying you know i'm this is yeah. an educated guess at this point sure. but um you know if if they need to elevate they need a, a spot open if you uh, are going to use hoffman so, yeah,
2: I just I does that make sense? And, uh, I know it makes sense. I'm just I'm a little throttled because baby, you you got two linebackers. Well, here's Am the trip in or what's No,
0: no, not at all. Well, you know, you can use Marquise Bell. You know, maybe they're thinking they're gonna yeah. gonna go with a, a big nickel uh, kind of thing this week. The other thing is with Harper, um, he would be subject to waivers. And, but if no other team claims him within 24 hours, you resign him to your own practice squad, and then and he's then still the here in the building. Dance, and if yeah. you need to elevate him, then you can elevate him and have him available this weekend. Does
1: that make I'm, sense? I'm, no, it
2: makes sense. I'm still mm-hmm. just a bit concerned about how, like, just the linebacker situation in general, because obviously you didn't plan on DeMariano overshone getting injured. Love what DQ does with the safeties. However, you even at that you have three true linebackers on your team right now and the depth is just not there so that is something that's a bit
1: concerning to me at this point so going off of that when you see the i'm looking at the depth chart right now uh linebacker you have listed Micah parsons damone clark leighton vanderish Devin harper who's now waived um and then safeties you have donovan wilson Marquis bell jay Ron curse israel Mukwamu, uh malik hooker and wanye thomas
0: Yeah, but Marquise has been playing linebacker.
1: Correct. Mm -hmm. So my question was going to say, I was going to say, um, when you look at how versatile these guys can be within these Mm -hmm. two rooms, who, other than Marquise Bell, because we already talked about him, do you see kind of continuing to take that role, maybe filling where Marquise was as far as the safety room? Do you need to fill it or... Where where does that stand? Because keep in mind, Donovan Wilson also still on a bit of a ramp up phase, if you will, from his injury. So he's not taking full snaps yet, and I don't I don't expect for him to continue to to do that for quite a while, uh, in in safety precautions for his leg, and what, his calf.
0: Well, you you have Malik Jefferson and Tyrus Weed on your practice squad as linebacker. So if okay. you don't get Devin Harper back, you could you could elevate one of those guys. So what, if you are on the practice squad, you can be elevated three times during the season. Okay, and then uh, here, here's what happens on Saturday. And if you can elevate up to two pe- two players each week from the practice squad, so that is done on Saturdays. You turn it into the league on Saturday afternoon, so those players are available to play on Sunday. When the game is over on Monday, guess what? They go back to the practice squad. So if you want to elevate him again the next week, that's fine. You can. That's what they did. The, the Cowboys did the first two weeks with C.J. Goodwin. Mm-hmm. It's what they did the first three weeks with Brock Hoffman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Brock's at his limit of three. So if you want to use him, you would have to put him on the 53-man roster. Otherwise, he just has to stay on the practice squad. Okay? Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right, but but Malik has not been elevated yet. Tyrus has not been elevated yet. So if you're, you know, you you could get three weeks from each of those guys sure. if and just keep if them on the practice it. squad. And the other right. thing is, hey, in the NFL, the scouting department, there are two. Uh, things within the scouting department there's college scouting that's what fans think about you know evaluating players for the draft and signing rookie free agents and sending scouts out to watch the college games but half of the staff is is pro scouting and so the cowboys and every other team is looking at every single player across the nfl all 31 other teams not just the players on their 53 man roster but the 16 players from their practice squad mm-hmm. sure. so it's possible that they see someone that they're interested in bringing in from uh, another team so that possible. could happen sure. as well possible. there
1: you go yeah. well i think it's uh it's interesting to see how things are going to shake out uh until saturday fridays are usually uh a slower day but who knows what what could happen and then it's just strange Saturday, we, we
0: just saw Devin in, in the locker room you right know now. 30 minutes ago yeah you know?
1: literally just said hi to him um so interesting to see what happens there ladies um i'm yeah let's continue on our conversation thank you uh, for bringing that up uh good stuff there we try to give you guys updates as we get them as well so um let's go ahead and take an early break when we come back we're going to continue into key matchups we're really going to dive deep into that I know Aisha has some notes here that she's been waiting to get to Mm -hmm. uh we're going to do that and then we're going to discuss this a little bit more red zone troubles what uh Dak Prescott had to say about that what he had to say about changing hand signals if that impacts them at all and of course this would not be girls talk, boys talk, without talking about what Dax said about the return of Ezekiel Elliott to AT&T Stadium. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. to our final segment it's going to be a little bit of a long one here on girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw your dallas cowboys head to santa clara to take on the 49ers in week five of the 2023 season come out to the molar lighthouse at at and stadium on october 8th for a free watch party presented by 7-eleven cheer on the boys alongside the dallas cowboys cheerleaders and rowdy while enjoying five dollar miller lights barbecue game day fair and more Keeps open at 6 o'clock p.m. and kickoff is at 7.20. So for more information and to claim your free, you heard it here first, free ticket, visit uh, dallascowboyscom slash watchparty. Go Cowboys. Okay. Let's uh shift gears a little bit. Let's get back into all things Cowboys Patriots matchups and how it coincides to some other stuff we heard in the locker room today. Mm-hmm. Aisha, what you got for us? Some key matchups, where can we start to unravel this fun little web uh on our final segment here? Um
2: well, just um importantly, like as far as the defense, especially I I guess maybe that's a big part of focus just because of last week. Um, they understand that, you know, the Patriots offense is not designed to be tricking you and stuff. They're not trying to do a whole bunch of misdirection and stuff. It's pretty straight up. So these guys are just going to have to, you know, we talked about it, like they have an offensive scheme that's like, we're going to keep doing this until you beat it. And so uh, I think the guys understand it's going to be a physical game and Dak mentioned it too it's always like a physical game with when you play the Patriots just because of their personnel but also too I I really loved uh touch base with CeeDee Lamb but I like that he mentioned in his um his interview you know that he just you know talking about you know you talk about Christian Gonzalez a lot of people think that maybe he would be following CeeDee Lamb but I just looking at you know the little bit I've seen from him that could be the wrinkle that you know, Bill throws out there, but I think it is a lot to ask of a young player to to play in the slot and to follow a guy like C.D. Lamb. So um, I think Michael Gallup is going to have opportunity. It might it, he might end up getting He's you know Gallup into the ed zone. He might end up being oh, like, he might gosh. end up being the oh god. I mean, okay, I'm woo-hoo. gonna I'm
0: gonna take one too because uh, y'all say that when I promote the other shows I have to put a quarter in. So Michael Gallup <laughs> will be our guest on the Cowboy Hour on Monday night. <laughs> here in the Star District in Fisco this time it will be at Sidecar Social
1: Oh you all do not want to miss that one 6 MG o'clock. is so fun to talk to yeah. he's he's uh he's a fun locker room guy
2: but Yeah uh, as far as the defense goes um, I uh, the tight ends for the Patriots are a big part of, you know, um, Hunter Henry. Those Huge. those gentlemen, they're a big part of uh, Gasecki They're a big part of this offense. And so uh Jaron Curse and those safeties that play in the big nickel are um, – I'm curious to see if they're going to press or if they're just going to sit back and kind of let them, you know, because they do a lot of quick game stuff. They're trying to get the ball out quickly or whatever. So as far as the defense goes is, you know, being sound, playing their assignment and um, – tackling tackling yeah, this that's game, huge so. yeah yeah, yeah. They, they throw a lot to their running backs too
0: yeah, absolutely so. mm-hmm. and they don't do a lot of fancy stuff Seek.
2: they don't do a lot of fancy stuff with their run game they're not they run up the middle a lot like they run up the middle a lot they have some draw plays that are pretty cool too that they were well, they're trying to keep uh, catch you off kilter um, you don't see them attack the edges uh, consistently like that so again wrinkles that you might see other teams have attack the Cowboys defense on the outside maybe mm. they try to do that maybe they try to do that but yeah it's um I just think the defense knows that they're just gonna have to come play physical and um discipline football and, and, and they will because they didn't you know the missed
0: the fits were not good last week yes and they they are not happy from last week and yeah. and and I was <laughs> it's like I felt like After that game, I felt like Mr. T. I pity the fool who has to, you know, take on the Cowboys defense this coming week because I think they're going to try and take it out on him they
1: definitely yeah. but
0: but of course you know Zeke's going to be running hard he's, he does that anyway but and, and I know we want to talk about um what the teammates particularly yeah. Dak said about Zeke coming back this week
1: real mm-hmm. quick I do want to divert um because you had mentioned Stevenson something a little is he hasn't quite been able to get his run game going and again yeah. that's a bad of line yeah he only has 134 rushing yards he's averaging 2.9 yards per carry Zeke has 122 rushing yards, and he averages 4.4 yards yeah. a carry. Zeke
0: has looked good, actually. Zeke,
1: he had a very uh-huh. good week last week, mm-hmm. right? And again, this is a product of a battered O-line that the Patriots are also dealing with, that they're not able to quite get that run game going. But depending, you know, their their practice report looks a little promising right now to have a full, healthy O-line. It's, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if they are as healthy as they can be on that line, how much run game they can get going this is the perfect game to challenge that run defense this is the perfect game to challenge it and make the comeback that they want to make yeah because these are the backs to do it that are going to test you especially with zeke and you know we we here on on the media side of things have have blown this up to say oh it's zeke's return game it's his revenge game it's his homecoming and there's a lot of nuances to that because when you play with somebody every day like zeke did During his tenure with the Cowboys, you learn little nuances about your teammates on both sides of the ball. For example, if we're here on this podcast, I know when Aisha wants to say something. I know when Christy wants to say something, just based on body language alone. They don't have to tell me anything, but it's my job as a teammate to see and visualize when they have points that they want to make. Very much so in football, there's a lot of body language things and nuances and nonverbal cues that come into play with playing a former teammate, so that's why, again... That's a big part of, you know, reunion and playing somebody like Zeke on both sides of the ball. But they also have hand signals that that was brought up of, you have a Will Greer, who is now a New England Patriot as their third quarterback, and you have an Ezekiel Elliott. So you have a guy that was directly in that quarterback room in all those meetings, in this new offense, and then you have a Zeke that knows the nuances, has been uh, with this team for a long tenure, knows the old offense, but knows... uh, systematically I guess how these guys operate so that's why that's been a conversation this week Dak was asked about that Christy um and he said you know they do a good job of changing things up regardless Mm -hmm. and this is nothing new or specific to this week alone but I thought that was interesting but uh as far as the Zeke homecoming uh what Dak said it was
0: was it was hilarious
1: (laughs) it was really sweet yeah we love that.
0: Yeah. And as particularly why they were so close coming in as rookies together, not just because Zeke was the first round draft pick and Dak the fourth, but, but, uh, why they were thrown together even more than a football, uh, part of it that, uh, Zeke didn't have his license at the time and Dak had his license in a car. And mm-hmm. so basically <laughs> they were <laughs> they they were they were attached at the hip because if uh, Zeke wanted to get somewhere in a car, he was riding with Dak. I yeah. just thought that was absolutely hysterical.
2: Yeah, when you talk about like this game being good practice for them and and stuff like that, I also think this is going to be a good test for. Um, the defensive ends, and, you know, because the Patriots, they do a lot of heavy tight end stuff where they have true. multiple. True, true. Their lineups, their fronts are heavy. And one thing that the guys uh, on the defensive side for the Cowboys struggled with last week was getting off of blocks, getting, you know, getting getting off of blocks and making tackles. So I think this will also give them an opportunity to get some um, some work doing that as well because, yeah, I mean, there's times that New England has three or tight ends in there sometimes to help block. You, obviously, because of the things you mentioned, just with some of the injuries and stuff, it'll and the way they run the ball is very downhill, physical. Yeah, we, we'll get to see the guys will be tested physically this week, but also they'll get some practice getting off of blocks and making a tackle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator of the Patriots, and he's been in the league forever. I think a lot of fans may, that uh, if that name, oh, where do I know that name from? Yes, several years as head coach of the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Uh, this this staff and Dan Quinn, in particular, and his defensive guys have gone against Bill O'Brien uh, offenses for quite a while. So there'll mm-hmm. be some familiarity there. But I think you're you're right in the thing about the two tights and and, you know, them helping with the run game mm-hmm. is, is very important. And, you know, think about when the Cowboys, with their issues, you know, we we didn't see last week, we didn't see a lot of Deuce, we didn't see Turpin and Deuce out there together. It was heavier with the tight ends, right? Because when you have some of these young offensive linemen, uh, you, you want to help them out uh, with the protection and also with the run game.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So based on what we've heard in the locker room, let's go over the three flashing lights right this week, which was the run defense, the penalties, and then the red zone productivity. So let's go over what we learned this week in the locker room from the guys, from the coaches, just throughout the week to see how the team has worked to combat those things. Let's start with the run defense. Ladies, I'm going to open up discussion here. What have you heard from some of the guys and the coaches Where wherever you want to go here? about how the team worked to combat the run defense this week?
0: I think a lot of it has to do just with the emotional response of being mad. I I, I will say I'm going to use the word teed off. They are teed off about um, uh, last week. So, um, sure, you're going to emphasize it, of course, as one of the blinking lights, but I, th- I think that uh, has to do as much with attitude. <laughs>
2: yeah, I agree. I mean, when you talk about the run defense – You look back at it; a lot of it is just guys not, again, not playing for their brother, you know, and not playing, not playing their assignment. There was some talking to the guys this week. It sounds like you know they had to hone in on playing your keys, playing your assignment, and being selfless when it comes to Mm -hmm. this game. And so, I, I I think a lot of what we saw last week is the best part is that it's fixable because it's just just guys not doing what they're supposed to be doing it's not I'm not athletic enough I'm not it's not a a problem in that way it's a you, you just need to do your job and things will fall into the right place for you
1: one of the guys that I talked to this week described it to me as our problems were magnified because we weren't making big explosive plays happen to kind of gloss over what the problems were Mm -hmm. and so going back to that identity and that defense that you know that makes big plays that sacks your quarterback multiple times that earns the right to pass rush that's being ball hawks whether Mm -hmm. that means you're breaking up passes or you're intercepting the ball that are making those big plays but also patching up the run defense i think that's where you start to see a little bit of progress that we uh this week with that issue let's move on red zone production how to make it red zone to end zone how do we get there what have we heard this week Christine? yeah
0: it's interesting mike mccarthy uh talking about that today and the, the one of the questions was what have you specifically done this week in practice to address that and and i think he made a, a very good uh point that um it, it's not necessarily in that you're running different plays it's it's the self-scouting part of it Mm. right and so looking what have we done looking at at the approaches you've had the plays you've called the execution and so it's the self-scouting aspect of it what can we do to improve it and then um the majority of the emphasis will be he said also in the walkthrough. so that's more like friday and saturday so reflect look and see what can we do to um improve that so I thought that was kind of interesting—the the self-scouting, and especially when you're going against a Belichick uh, defense, because mm-hmm. he—he's dissected it as well.
2: Honestly, just the penalties. Yeah, I think I believe the the penalties have been just so huge, um, and why they haven't been able to be successful in the red zone because you just keep getting like the key holds and things down there. But also, too, you talk about the communication and and uh, guys being on the right page and and you know, finishing plays and, and things of that nature. So I'm looking at the the penalties down there that keep putting them in these third and long situations where they're not trying to bang it in from the, the five. It's the it's the 10, it's the 15. Putting themselves, keeping themselves ahead of the chains when they get down there is big for me. Um, and then also, to the usage of the screen game and some of mm-hmm. those guys kind of being um, New England and the way that they run their defense. There's uh, the spacing the spacing can be favorable if you're able to take advantage of it or if you have guys that can get out in space and move around.
0: Yeah, one of the things uh, also that Coach McCarthy said today that kind of caught my attention, he was talking about the Patriots' defensive backs uh, and the – specific phrase he used was aggressive uh on route jams so Very that means mm-hmm. that means up you know they they're trying to be physical but if you can get away from that or if you can kind of use that point. to your advantage mm-hmm. right Very good point. um so i'm I'm really interested to see what the approach is going to be with the wide receivers and some of these routes and route constant or or you know will, will you um uh, do like double moves and and things like that, or can you even get to them mm. if they're if they're jamming hard or being real aggressive and and the other thing is um and maybe I'm just kind of my perspective on the sideline you you get a feel very early in the game on how tight the officials are gonna call it yes, ma'am. and so if this officiating crew uh and i I'll look it up in just a second to see who we get um That's but great. but the, um, if they call it really tight, then that would work in the Cowboys' favor because if you're going against aggressive DBs mm-hmm. and they want to jam you and this crew isn't going to have any of that and they, they call some of those penalties earlier, that'll loosen it up, won't it? But if you have a game where uh, the crew is letting them play a little bit, Then you're going to have a tough day because they're going to continue to push that envelope, push that envelope, push that envelope. It's going to be harder for you to get away for that DB on your route.
1: So far this season, let's see. I'm looking up uh, the Patriots penalties. So far, they have 18 penalties for 138 yards. Um, That's it. That's it. So defensively, they're they're
0: very disciplined. Defensively, they have
1: six. For 43 yards offensively they have 10 for 80 yards and then special teams they have two for 15 yards so it makes
2: me want to throw up hearing that just because the cowboys had 13 last week alone that is nuts
1: we're we're turning the we're page f- I'm we're turning sorry. the page we're turning the page i'm sorry um something i wanted to make sure to mention too was when you're talking about red zone efficiency and how penalties play into that everything of course uh agree with everything you all uh said Another thing that I think stood out to me from Mike McCarthy this week was him taking accountability. We talked about the accountability yesterday, but accountability for not giving these players enough when it's not that Chris you mentioned this yesterday it's not that he underestimated them but mm. he could have given them a little bit more than what they got especially in the red zone with the play calling he took accountability for that so I'm really excited to see what Mike McCarthy does no matter who's in your starting lineup this week whether you have three guys three of your starters out again or not I'm excited to see what Mike McCarthy feels comfortable doing now that he knows what these younger guys are are capable of if they are in, or what he feels comfortable doing if you have older guys and younger guys kind of mixed in together. Or maybe you have all three back. We don't know yet. Uh but no matter what I'm excited to see how Mike McCarthy changes things up a little bit as well. That's a good point.
0: Okay. Real quick. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at uh so we have Scott Novak's crew. He is the uh Referee this week and I'm looking at illegal contact calls so far. Just one. And let's see if we get a pass interference. Uh, Looks like maybe just one defensive holding. Um, just one call so far this year all and right. and I know that the rules are supposed to apply evenly,, sure. but just like umpires in baseball, sometimes their strike zone can be just a little different sometimes crews and no it's, and touches. especially there are some calls that are more subjective than others, right sure. They're not all supposed to be objective, but you know yeah. so but it, I just Still i I, I think we're gonna know early how tight this crew is gonna gonna call it
1: very mm-hmm. good point before we go, who do you expect to have? a productive game a comeback game if you want to call it that from last week who's going to bounce back who is your projected player of the game that's going to make stuff happen if you will Christy I'll start with you
0: You know what I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks just because we haven't seen that much of him he missed the one game the former Patriot had a really good year uh up there um six touchdowns in his one season up there and uh I'd just like to see him utilize it, because we mentioned Michael Gallup last week, and yeah, he maybe. got he got some uh, passes directed his way, so I'm I'm going to put the positive mojo for Brandon Cooks.
2: I'm going to go with Jaron Kurse, just um, because of, they use their tight ends as though they're almost their receivers at this point, so I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity to make plays, and uh, he's been very vocal and adamant about the fact that he was off last week, so... I think he picks it up this week, and he makes a difference out there.
1: Oh, man. Okay, I am going to say, I as much as I want to say Michael Gallup, I think Michael Gallup had a showing last week to where the Patriots are going to be a little bit more aware of his presence um, than the Cardinals were. I'm going to say we're going to see a little bit more of... Hmm. i'm gonna go tony pollard this game i'm gonna say you set up the run you get your run established you can open up that passing game a little bit more i expect tony pollard to have a really strong game strong mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. uh once again however however bonus points if rico dowdle can get back in there bill attacks your strong suits so tony pollard obviously a strong suit for the Cowboys rico dowdle your secret weapon so i'm just going running backs and
0: there you go i game. like that yeah, yeah. maybe uh, rico will get his second career touchdown the so. running backs all right yeah. well that right. sounds
1: good um mm-hmm. ladies we will be back here same time same place dallas at four we'll be back to our same normal time four o'clock central uh on monday for all things cowboys patriots recap uh Week four of the season is already upon us, which is insane how quick this has gone by. But as always, send us your questions post-game. We'll make sure to answer them on Monday. Hopefully it's a victory Monday that we get to be celebrating. Uh, Christy, have a great time at the game. Bring us all of the good sideline nuggets that you can. You bet. (laughs) Right. Well, for Jess, Christy, and Aisha, thank you all so much for joining us here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Have a great weekend. Uh, Be safe watching the game. We'll see you next week. Bye.